0: Making alignment a priority for the job of the CMO will not only improve the marketing function, but also will have a, a wonderful impact across the entire company. Welcome to the Agile Digital Transformation Podcast, where we explore different aspects of digital transformation and digital experience with your host, Tim Butera, Content and Community Manager at Agile Drop.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Our guest today is Bonnie Crater, President and CEO at Full Circle Insights, a California-based company which is helping optimize the performance of sales and marketing initiatives through their performance measurement solutions. In today's episode, Bonnie will be telling us more about the unique role of the Chief Marketing Officer in aligning the C-suite of a business. Welcome, Bonnie. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much, Tim. It's great to be here. You want to add anything before we jump into the questions? you got it all right. It's perfect. Awesome. So my first question for you today is how has the role of marketing leaders transformed in the past 18 months? So since the start of COVID and maybe also how has the role of other business leaders transformed and what does this whole transformation mean for kind of the dynamics between their departments?
0: Yeah. So the uh, the, there's been a lot of change, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, one of the jobs of, of marketing leaders is to assess these changes and the impact it's going to have on companies. And so, uh, uh, th- this is a very important function of marketing. You know, some companies are product driven, some companies are sales driven, but in a in a in a period of crisis, um, the marketing team is expected to step up and to, uh, to assess the situation and provide leadership um, during these, these types of times. Um, and I've seen that, um, you know, that good behavior and that bad behavior many times over the years.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because especially during a crisis, during times of uncertainty, where messaging and, and communication is so important, and this typically falls under the domain of marketing, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So companies, CEOs, salespeople even the product people, the service people, especially, they're looking to the marketing team to provide them guidance on what should they say. Mm -hmm. And so, as you say, messaging becomes really, 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 really key. Another key aspect of this is is, is to really assess the business. And so it's up to the marketing team to really assess the ideal, you know, first you, you wanna reassess the ideal customer profile. So in the pandemic, is your ICP, that ideal customer profile, is it the same? Or has your buyer actually changed because they can't buy? Mm-hmm. So it's very important to do that assessment um, and do a good job with that. And then I'd also say you want to the the marketing team needs to assess the channels that their sales channels. You know, is are the, to have the sales channels change during this time period, and what you what should be done about that? So are the same? Are you know? Are your resellers able to resell? Um, are um, are your marketing channels still the same? Obviously, we had very few, probably zero, live events (laughs) (laughs) um, that would be normally part of a trade show program that a marketing team might run in various types of industries. And so, um, you know, that was... It's a fairly obvious assessment that okay, we're not doing any more live events, but the, but assessing the channels, um, both on the sales side and the marketing side of how you're going to engage with prospects and with customers is is also really important. And so I would say, by and large, marketing teams responded um, well, and they provided messaging, and they uh, assessed the channels, and they adjusted. Um, adjust, being able to adjust is really really important
1: during this time yeah because, as you said, your customers have changed, and obviously your own processes your own your own people even have changed, so there's just this all around mm-hmm. change, and we all have to adapt to it
0: that's right yeah and it's and it's strategic. the people that can adapt the fastest and the best will win mm.
1: that's a quotable line right there, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well in in addition to all this change or maybe even because of it we also we've also been seeing a trend of a lot of companies adopting more agile strategies and not not just for their software development for for you know basically all purposes and i mean obviously uh, we already pinpointed one of the main reasons for this but uh, are there any other reasons why agile has become so popular and also how can cmo's promote agility within their organizations yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, so being able to respond obviously during this time has been really important. And those people that are already agile, you know, are, are using some agile practices, probably had a, an advantage to start with. Um, those people that uh, or those companies that already had people, you know, already working remotely, <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they, they had an advantage too. They to, didn't have to make too many too many changes. <laughs> but um, but the the ability to to be the the concept, just general concept of being agile, of course, is is a very important concept. Of course, it started with software development where you would have these very specific plans, right? And then you execute and build the software exactly to what the plan is and don't skip any steps (laughs) and get to the end. Okay. And then at the end, you assess like, well, is it good or not? Well, with agile um, practices, of course, that was all turned up on its head. But not too much, right? So there, there's sort of an extreme agile where you're assessing over and over again, and then you could kind of spin yourself into a, uh, you know, into an unproductive state. What most people have done now um, on the software development side is to combine uh, some agile practice with some waterfall practices, uh, so that you're you're using a little bit of both, um, and that seems to be the kind of the best way of doing it. Now, marketing marketing teams have you know. Theoretically, always been agile. I mean, because uh, you're uh, in the the job in itself is you're you're trying you're trying to um, assess markets. You're assessing uh, prospects. You're you are you're doing always doing this assessment to test to see make, to make sure you're on target. Um, the, con- the 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 concept of A/B testing. You know, it's a very simple concept. A and B, right? Does A work better or does B? You know, message A. Does message B work better? And so. Um, marketing teams by nature have always been agile, but they've added some really good practices from that taken from the software community, I think, which I think is really good. Um, the first thing is, um, and, and I hope this is not too long an answer, but no, anyway. No, no go um, ahead. <laughs> the, the, uh, so the first thing is this the concept of the stand-up meeting, right? This is a very short meeting. It could be 10, 15 minutes. You know uh, where you're. You're basically just touching base and making sure that everybody's on track. This replaces the long hour and a half meeting or hour meeting, <laughs> which may not be the best use of time. It may be if you can have the short meeting and get the get the job done in 15 minutes. That's a that's great. Um, so the adopting the uh, adopting the stand up uh, meeting, I think, is really important. The other um, the other area is um, is identifying sprints. Right, where can, where can you do a sprint? A sprint is basically a project, okay. <laughs> but, but the idea of a sprint is like is to basically put it in an envelope, say two weeks or four weeks or something like that. And um, the, the concept of putting it into an envelope is really helpful, particularly for certain types of projects. So if you're doing a lot of content development, sometimes you just sort of get stuck. You know, we, I've seen this over and over. You get stuck, and you, you can't kind of break through and get the project finished. So the concept of a sprint. Can really add a lot of product productivity uh, uh, to the um, to the to that kind of a, a project to that kind of team, where you are combining the stand-up meeting, like, are you how are you doing, and touching base and getting people you know motivated and excited about completing completion, and then you are then you're also you know have very specific goals of like, okay, we're going to finish this case study in two weeks. Here we go. And so that, that, that combination can really stimulate productivity in a marketing department. And that's been proven over and over again.
1: Yeah, and they really go really well together hand in hand, right? I mean, it's like yeah. with Waterfall, you had these longer periods of time which were kind of characterized by longer meetings. And in Agile, you have these shorter sprints which are characterized by stand-up or scrum meetings which are these more regular but very, very shorter meetings.
0: Yeah, and you know, who wants to be sitting in a meeting all day? <laughs> yeah. Who wants that? No
1: one. Yeah, especially now when it basically means that you'll have to just be on Zoom all day.
0: Yeah, no one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> so in effect, I think um, some of these, uh, you know, so the, uh, the video technology like Zoom has actually facilitated <laughs> because mm-hmm. no one wants to be on camera for that long.
1: yeah it's like it's making the breakthrough of it not being as important as previously or something like that (laughs) (laughs) exactly and yeah agility is also very closely tied to collaboration and and alignment so can you tell us more about that maybe since we started talking about uh, sales and marketing uh, working together earlier can you maybe focus on on this collaboration between these two and how agile plays into that
0: yeah there's another, another very important concept of Agile, uh, which is, is, actually, is measurement, too. So in addition to the stand-ups and the time periods, measuring, measuring success or failure, or me- you know, measuring is really important. So that's, that's number one. Um, and the measurement, there's, there's a new concept that's being promoted by uh, Forrester Group, the Serious Decisions Division of Forrester Group, called the Revenue Council. And a lot of companies already have this, but they don't call it Revenue Council, they call it something else. (laughs) Uh, But basically what they're doing is they're looking at the the measurement of what's happening with all of their marketing in this meeting. It is a meeting. And uh, the Revenue Council might consist of marketing operations, which is responsible for the operations side of the marketing team. Sales operations, which is responsible for the sales operations. Um, and then the people that are kind of catching the ball on all the leads and the, and the opportunities, which would be your demand gen, your demand gen group was just, you know, drive and they're interested in measurement of like what's happening with their demand generation. And then the, the sales development reps who might be catching a lead and following up and qualifying, qualifying that lead. So you, the last, then the last member of the revenue council might be finance. Who's, you know, just making sure that you're, you know, get providing guidance around the financial aspect, the financial impact or the financial, the spend, your marketing spend. So you put all those people in a room, you call it a revenue council and you have a regular meeting. This is something that we at uh, at my company, Full Circle Insights, we recommend really strongly. Our, our best customers, the one that are most successful at optimizing their marketing spend and growing faster are the ones that have this meeting. So they, they develop a revenue council and the revenue council meets every week. Um, we have one customer that where they meet twice a week because it's so important. Um, the the time the time frame you you meet is largely dependent on your sales cycle. So if you have a super long sales cycle, you might you might have, you know it might be every other week. but if you have a you know a shorter sales cycle, you might have more frequent meetings. But this revenue council is key to alignment, right? Because you're actually putting people who are involved in this same activity of making the company, successful and grow in the same room, looking at the same data (laughs) and discussing um, how they can make their company better, what's working, and so they can do more of what's working, what's not working, and do less of what's not working.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We see these meetings, right, as
0: really a key to alignment because it's about communication. Um, across departments. Mm-hmm. if you li- if you do not have this communication, you will never be aligned because alignment is all about communication.
1: Yeah, and here again, it, it's marketing who's the most important player since marketing is typically kind of proponent of and kind of the the carrier of communication.
0: Well, yes, a marketing we should propose these meetings. Um, mm-hmm. but in the meeting, uh, marketing needs to be a player right with the other teammates. Not going in with the attitude that they're the most important because that typically doesn't work that great. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But you, you, but providing leadership, right, and and proposing, you know, okay, this is how we should show up, this is how we should operate, this is the, these are the discussion points. That's that's leadership, and that's marketing needs to have, uh, you know, be a driver of this kinds of leadership because the other, uh, the other part departments maybe less interested in doing, you know, in doing this meeting and they, and you have to sell this to the other departments to, to explain like, okay, if we are all aligned, we're going to be much better and much better off. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important clarification. Thanks. And, oh yeah. The other, the other key point of, you know, kind of driving these digital marketing initiatives and overarching digital strategies is data. Obviously data is the driving force of everything going on in the digital. So, How should CMOs and their teams adapt to, on the one hand, the influx of data, thanks to the COVID fuel digitalization, and on the other hand, the growing number of privacy updates, which are kind of becoming more and more specific, while also, maybe this is important, while also keeping the goals of the whole organization always first and foremost.
0: So with regard to data, there's so much more data now that everything's basically gone digital, right? Mm-hmm. You can capture so many more clicks, so many more responses, so so much more information, so much more information about profiles of, of companies or people. You know, you, There's all this info, data that's out there. So rule number one is put all your prospect and customer data in one place. That is the most important thing. And the reason for that <laughs> is, going back to the meetings. So if you have data that's all over the place, right? It's very, very difficult to organize a, uh, organize a chart or a trend around data that's dispersed all over the place. You have to put the data in all one place. And we recommend at Full Circle putting it into your CRM. Uh, we like salesforce.com as a, as a CRM, but we but that's we feel it's very important to put all your data in one place because that becomes the system of record, right? For your sales and marketing operations. And so um, not just your sales operations, which is where most CRM started, right? They started really as sales, you know, like a, to capture, it was the Rolodex, the electronic Rolodex, that's how it started, right? But now this the full use of the CRM is essential for smooth operations. Putting all of your prospect data, putting all your marketing data, and putting all your, um, your your follow-on service data into the CRM, so you have a full picture of every prospect and every customer, and everyone logs into the same system, and they see the same information. So they're not they're not logging into different systems and seeing different information about a particular individual or customer or what have you, right? They're seeing the same information, and that becomes the basis. For the discussion, uh, so that's you know sort of rule num- rule number one, and then you also asked a question about
1: you know privacy, which we can talk about too. Uh, yeah, uh, just just to kind of to to make a point about this, like I just wanted to say that yeah, you can have real alignment if your data is siloed and if it's. If it's not uniform for everybody, so yeah, I was just thinking about those meetings. If everybody has their own unique version of, even if it's the same data, but if it's the different version of the data, then there's no use in having these meetings and and kind of striving for alignment because it's the wrong start. It, absolutely. So, from my perspective,
0: the you know table stakes foundation is put the data in all one place, and this is not that common, no you know, people are still evolving to try to try to do this. So it's very interesting. We're in a very interesting time where we're evolving towards much more efficient ways of doing things.
1: Yeah. It's called digital transformation after all, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about privacy? What about privacy and kind yeah. of the growing number of data?
0: Well, uh, so there's, I mean, there's just a couple of key rules, right? For privacy. And if you um, build this into your culture; it becomes not a problem. Um, everyone looks at these whole, at these privacy things as being you know a big issue, but you but it's very just very important to build this into into your company culture. One is you do not share private information about your customers and prospects with anyone for any reason whatsoever. That is company confidential information. Don't do it. Number two is somebody asks you to delete their private information. You need to have mechanisms to delete the information. And then the third thing is um, is is to you need to secure that information so that no one can break into it. It's very challenging these days, but there are you know, but doing you know hardening your system so that it's at least it's much harder <laughs> to break into, and uh, protecting that data is really really important. So if you do if you do those three things, that's what all the legislation is all about is 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 all about that. And so just following those kind of three rules of thumb. Uh, and doing it well, um, it, it should be in good
1: shape. Yeah, I think those are definitely key rules to follow. It's nice to talk to somebody who has such a keen understanding of these things about privacy and so such a, like, it, you have a very close perspective about this, as I do. So very mm-hmm. great. Okay, maybe now we, we've discussed things more about marketing, more about organization, but now maybe let's focus on the chief marketing officer themselves. So Right. what must cmos know or maybe maybe how should they approach their work to ensure maximum alignment with other executives and their respective departments
0: okay so this this sort of goes to the the top you know because the ceo the ceo is in charge of this alignment mm-hmm. it's up to the ceo to to put a put systems in place that create an environment where alignment is um, is a high value in that in the organization and there's lots of ways to do that. Uh, so I'm a former Salesforce.com employee, and and when I was working for Mark Benioff, um, he had invented I think he invented it a, a system called the V2 MOM M O M. And you can you can Google Salesforce and the letter V, the number two, and then M O M. So you Google that, and you'll see see this information about a system that creates is all about alignment and aligning your organization towards um, some very important things. Number 1 is aligning on the vision, like what why are what are you all about? Why are you doing this? And have a very specific statement that creates your vision. The second is the values, like how do you, is and that's about how are you going to show up? Like you come to work every day, how are we going to show up? What are the what are the how, what are the ways, what are the most important things? For your company. And then then the, the MOM part is methods, obstacles, and measurements. So that's methods. So what are you going to do? Obstacles, which is what are the reasons that you couldn't do it? And then measurement is how you, you know, how you're going to measure your success. So the V2MOM is a is a process that, uh, that at my company we use every year. Salesforce does the same. And there's actually hundreds and thousands of companies around the globe that actually have adopted this. And all those companies. Strive as a as a value for their company to be aligned, right? So that everybody knows what the purpose of the company is, how they're going to show up to work, what they're going to try to do that year, what you know, what are the things that they're trying to overcome, to what are the obstacles they're trying to overcome, and then how how are they going to measure success? So it's pretty straightforward, um, five slides. <laughs> but the, this is the job. The job of this of the CEO is to create an environment where it's not hard. To be aligned, like it's, it's just part of the company culture. Um, so when when um, you know, so if you're a CEO, right? If you're CEO um, and you are starting a company, it's your job to create the environment in, in which everyone is going to operate, and you know how you're going to be. Now, the the CMO can play a role in a, a very important role on this is to is to contribute strongly to the, this type of you know the, this type of, of, of uh, a document or process you know we use v2mom but there's lots of other things that people use to create alignment many books have been written about this subject but uh, but having a process right and driving a process for getting alignment can be can be a role that the CMO can play and it's across all departments in this particular case it's not just marketing and sales it's across every department and knowing how how you're going to show up and what you're trying to
1: accomplish. I, I've not heard of V2 Mom, but I think I've definitely used some of the tactics uh, at different companies that are that are present in there. So it, it's probably, you know, it's probably a lot of common sense. And on the other hand, just kind of uh, setting a new standard for these yeah. types of things, because as you said, it was it, he, Benioff basically invented it, as you said.
0: Yeah, but it's, um, this is not rocket science, mm-hmm. right? It's ac- it's very much common sense, but it per- but this particular construct is one, easy to implement for a small or large company. And number two, it provides an ins- intense clarity, right? For everyone in the company. The other piece of this is not, this is not a, you know, you create the V2 mom at the beginning of the year and then you abandon it. No, that's not what you do. At every company meeting, you talk about your values. You talk about your vision. Like it, it, uh, this is the job of the CEO is to just make sure everybody knows, right? Because there's new employees coming in, and you're, you know, they don't know. They need, they need to learn in order to assimilate into your culture. They need to know how you are, what you stand for, what's important to you. And so, um, this is a uh, a CEOs often are repeating themselves <laughs> a lot, <laughs> but that is part of the job. Sorry. Um, and repeating yourself reinforces these, these ideas and um, and creates alignment across the entire company. And again, the CMO can play a key role here. Um, if you've got a CEO you know that you're working with and they don't know how to do this, you know suggest a method <laughs> and provides help them provide, provide leaderships because maybe they need coaching in this area, but maybe they don't really know how to do it. And uh, so, CMOs, you know, you can step up and and uh, and actually provide that kind of leadership.
1: That was very well said, and some really great tips. Uh, kinda, kinda moving into my my next and final question already. So, I was going to ask uh, if you have any top tips of any, any any words of advice for CMOs, kinda who are trying to drive this alignment. And uh, now, I'm just going to ask, do you have any other great tips? Because you just gave us some really great ones. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I think that uh, just generally alignment creates creates efficiencies in companies, and so making alignment a priority for the job of the CMO will not only improve the the function, the, the marketing function, but also will have a a wonderful impact across the entire company. So it's up to executives to make things priorities. That's the idea. <laughs> right? Uh, at the highest level, what's important? So making alignment an important initiative for, for you this year, if you're a CMO, can not only help, your, help you and your function, but can help the
1: entire company. Awesome. I think that's an excellent word of advice and a great note to finish this episode. Just before we wrap up the call, if our listeners wanted to reach out to you or learn more about you, learn more about Full Circle Insights, uh, where can they do that?
0: Oh, thanks. Um, I'm Bonnie, creator, and you can uh, read about us at www.fullcircleinsights.com.
1: Okay. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes. And Bonnie, this has been a great conversation. Thanks so much for being our guest today. I really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, thank you, Tim, for asking such great questions. Thank you for answering in such great ways. <laughs> well, to our listeners, that's all for this episode. Have a great day, everyone, and stay safe.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to check out our other episodes, you can find all of them at agiledrop.com podcast as well as on all the most popular podcasting platforms.
1: Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues.